Hi, we're the Rices. We've been married for 12 years. We have six kids from the ages of nine to zero, and we're full of passion to raise a household that serves and honors the Lord. And we want to encourage others to do the same. to our Raising Rices podcast. Today is episode four, and we are diving into the deep conversation about family culture. So welcome in on our conversation today. And um, this is a conviction that basically is the root of everything we do as a family, but it is also a topic that you could probably spend an entire season, podcast season, talking about. So we hope today's podcast will kind of spark a conversation for you and your family as we discuss our family culture and how we developed it and some of the convictions we have, the character traits that are developed, and the challenges that are presented in a family culture. Yeah, so to get started with our conviction, uh, just to summarize it in, in something short, it is that our walk with Jesus, our submission to the Lord, has to infiltrate every portion of our life. It'll in turn create a family culture that also reflects Christ and shows the fruit of the Spirit. And so Colossians uh, chapter 2, verses 6 and 7 says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and being built up in him, and having been established in your faith, just as you were instructed, and abounding with thanksgiving. So that's our conviction. We want our family to reflect our faith. And we want to recognize that our faith and Christ and the truth of Scripture is central to and a part of everything that we do. And you can kind of see that in Deuteronomy 6, specifically verses 5 through 9, talking about when you're walking, by the way, when you lie down, when you get up, talk about these things, speak of these things to your family. And that's kind of how we actually developed our tagline for our Raising Rice's ministry um, from Joshua 24, 15, that we want to raise households that serve the Lord. But how do you do that? You do that through Deuteronomy 6, while you're doing everyday life. Yeah, so it's not just one thing or one dedicated time. Like we just recently talked about family Bible time, how important it is to dig in and read the scripture together. So if you missed that episode, jump back and listen to it. It's really, really key spiritual growth. But this is expanding that into how our purpose really falls into everything that we do. And so that's one of the first character traits that we wanted to highlight is purpose. You are a result of what you believe. What you do is a direct reflection of what you believe. And so we asked ourselves the question, what is our family known for? So if you think of the Rices, what types of things are you known for? And those things are your purpose, or at least that's what you're acting like your purpose is. Mm -hmm. And so for us, that's a challenging question to be asking ourselves. We want to make sure that those things that we're known for are biblical qualities, generosity, legacy, hospitality. Yeah. I was just thinking when you're saying that, um, 
I have, we have some friends, right? That if you were to say, oh, do you know the so-and-sos? They'd be like, oh yeah, the, they, their whole family does basketball, right? Right. Or, oh, they're really known for, you know, their uh, camping trips or whatever you have. Um, that's what you're kind of known for is the, Oh, they do volleyball. Right. You know, or, yeah. or whatever that, that thing is that draws their time or what, what they contribute, you know, oh, mm. he is just a hard worker and they're yeah. like mechanically, they'll get whatever done for you, you know? So when, when we're looking at ourselves and what our purpose is, we want to make sure that we are demonstrating those things in all of what we do. We're, we're serving others. We have integrity mm-hmm. and that ultimately we should be known for Christ. Right. And that doesn't mean, like, if your family does enjoy camping or basketball or whatever, that you can't make those things, those enjoyment things, centered around Christ. But you have to be so diligent in that feat. Yeah, I mean, we were talking recently about um, obeying the Ten Commandments Mm -hmm. and how easy it is in our lives today for something to become an idol. And so in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord, do it for the Lord and make sure that he is receiving the glory and that you're demonstrating the, the fruit of the spirit and the character traits and quality of the Bible, um, in those things that you're doing. Yeah. Just like, I mean, I don't know the story, uh, in its entirety, so you'll have to fill in the gaps for me, but, um, there was a football player that just died, right? Well, he lived. Oh, he lived. See? I mean. why I need you. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, he died on the field though. And right. then he, they brought him back to life and, but he's giving the glory to God for that, yes. which is pretty cool. So it's just another example of like, okay, what are you known for? Right. Even though you enjoy doing whatever pastime, what are you known for? And that's our our second character trait is identity. Who are you and what are your values? And that conviction uh, represented through the character of identity should infiltrate everything you do in life. Who are you and what are you known for? Our pastor, oh, I don't even know, a couple weeks ago was talking about you know, if you had a neighbor or if you, you lived in a neighborhood, let's say, and um, you passed away or someone was asking questions about you, would they know that you are a believer? Like, does your life reflect that of a believer? Yeah, does it reflect that most high um, identity? Yeah. That, that Where is your identity? Your identity is in Christ. Do you live like your identity is in Christ? Because I think that's the question yeah. that... I have to ask myself all the time. And the question that we want to make sure that we are in our family culture, mm-hmm. in, in our environment, in the home, that that is what we are putting forth to our children. That we're making sure, and, and so this is a big one for me, that we're making sure we're not putting forth an identity that is found in the world, in worldly beauty, or in worldly skill, or in worldly... Things. Yeah, things you, you know you you are you, your identity is not in your ipad it's not in your makeup and your hair it's not in your clothes social media it's not in your social media right it's not in your skill as a baseball player your identity is in christ and so it, i think it's easy in the world we live in in america to let your family culture allow those other identities yeah. in 
And so one thing that, you know, when we say we want to build a character of identity in Christ, we want to make sure that we're not building a, an identity in worldly things, but that we're holding Christ at the forefront of that. We recently moved, um, well, recently, a year and a half ago. We've been living in our trailer for a year and a half while we are building our homestead. But um, we recently drove back through our old neighborhood, and our neighbors had their house for sale. And we did a very poor job at staying connected with them. Um, but we, Darren texted him, and he said, You're selling. What are you doing? What's your plans? And he goes, Well, the neighborhood wasn't the same anymore when you guys left. And that, to me is an example, um, they're an unbelieving family, you know, of the impact that you can have when you choose to have Christ be the identity because it does infiltrate everything in your life. Um, Our next character trait is vision. And this is very important um, because as a family that is, wants to reflect Christ, in what we do, we must have vision and cast vision for our family and the future, the things that we're involved in, the things that we want to put our time into. We need to have like a, a high level view down of what we do and why we do it and where we're going to make sure that it fits and aligns with our purpose. It kind of reminds me of James where he says, don't be tossed to and fro by the waves of, of this opinion and that opinion, but have have purpose, have vision, be looking forward at how the things you're doing today are impacting the long-term uh, perspective of what your values are. And if you have a vision for your family, a vision that you and your spouse have sat down and talked about and are aligned and then every decision that you make for your family gets brought back to that vision. Is this fitting what we want to do? We were just talking about our quote unquote new life in Idaho when we get there um, in a few months, hopefully God willing. But what do we want our time to look like? Well, and Darren said, well, what is our vision? We know bring everything back to our vision And um, that's very helpful when you feel like there's so many good things. I mean, it's easy kind of like to toss out the bad things, right? You're like, oh, well, this doesn't fit. But there's so many good things that you can do, but which ones align? Yeah. The other thing, uh, another character trait that, you know, we had on our mind when we're talking about family culture is of building a family culture of service, and of hard work and of selflessness. Um, I think those are just very biblical traits that are important to us, that are demonstrated throughout Scripture. And I think it's something that is sorely lacking in a lot of places in our world today. And so um, as as a trait, that's something that we are just very intentional at taking kind of every opportunity we can to build that in ourselves and also to just build that in our kids. And it's very important to be aware, I think, of service and of hard work because when you are so focused on a family culture, it can get very like um, narrow-minded or um, family, like family-focused. Like but, intra, yes, introspective, you. like only looking inward. 
And we want to make sure that, that that service element or that hard work is your way to look outward, to have your family culture, your family vision, your family purpose, all those things extend past you so that you're a blessing to others, so that you can share Christ with others. So it's not just in, it's also out. Right. So for us, a, a huge part of what we feel called to and a huge part of our work that we do for the Lord is discipling our kids. But if we just do that and we don't teach our kids to serve others, then we're, I think, missing kind of the other half, that, that we have a huge responsibility to our children, but we have to teach our children how to humbly serve others. Yeah. All right, we're going to get into some of the challenges that come with a family culture. Um, we like to end with this challenge because um, it kind of just hits the nail on the head that there are going to be things that are hard with our convictions. But if we face our challenges head on, then we can be prepared, we can be encouraged, and we can know that hard doesn't mean bad, right? If something is hard and you push through it, you feel so much more reward for that effort. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, we want to make sure too that uh, you guys know that there is going to be challenges and we want to try to hopefully give a little bit of insight into how we've reflected on our handling of challenges yeah. that, that we've come across as we try to live out these convictions. So the first one we want to talk about um, is actually a question that has come up a lot because we... Um, are moving to 10 acres and our goal, our family vision, a family culture that we want to create is homesteading as a family, doing hard work as a family, learning and growing as a family on our homestead. And um, a couple people have reached out to me on social media media, and have said, but what, what if I'm not doing anything abnormal like that or um, homesteading? You know, what if I'm not, I don't have the property. Does that mean I can't have a family culture? And what we have decided is you don't need a homestead to have a family culture. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it gets really tied into, um, I, I think social media plays into this a lot, but you get kind of hung up on like, well, you know, I don't own a business that I can teach my kids in, or I don't have this vision of like working the land and being self-sufficient. But those things don't mean that you can't have a great family culture. You can live in an apartment, you can work a nine to five job, you can do all of those things. And you can have a great family culture that you're building by being intentional to make all parts of your life focused on reflecting Christ. And that doesn't have to mean that you have to grow a huge garden. You can buy all your groceries at the store. That doesn't play into your family culture. But what you do have to do is you have to find where you are going to teach service, where you're going to teach working together, where you're going to teach humility, where mm -hmm. you're going to build um, doing things for the glory of God. Those types of things are the things you need to be thinking about in whatever the living circumstance or the vision for your family is that you have. Like I used to work with a gal and her and her husband's vision was to sell everything and move them and their children onto a sailboat. 
they had a vision. Now, did you need to want to sail a boat around the world to have a vision and a family culture? No. But they had a vision and purpose, and so many of the things that they did worked towards that. So we just want to encourage you, talk to your spouse, Mm -hmm. reflect on what your vision is, think about your family culture and the Lord and how those things just are really integrated together. Yes. The next challenge is a challenge that you'll probably hear in a lot of our podcasts. Probably like the most common challenge. Yeah. (laughs) And that's consistency, right? Consistency, as with all of life, we are constantly in a spiritual battle to do what is right. It is imperative here that when we're building a culture that we model and, and that we teach consistency. Um... And consistency in building your family culture, it honestly, guys, doesn't come easy. You can kind of think about, like, we're just in January right now, and you can kind of think about New Year's resolutions or goal setting, like, as big emphasis, you know, in the new year. And people start really strong. But come March, things kind of fall off the wagon. And so if you are developing a family culture, it has to be on the forefront of your mind in all of your decisions all year. And that is where you're going to see the family culture come to life. You're not going to see it come to life if you just try to do it in one week. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think you, for me, uh, 100%, you, you can't really fake it. Right. And so I know that if I'm not consistently in the word and in prayer personally, that then I can't fake being a consistent leader in the family culture. And so I would encourage you guys that that is the place to start personally so that then naturally just God's goodness in you overflows into your leading in the family culture. So be before the Lord, be in his word and be in prayer. And I think that is the biggest way to overcome that consistency Mm -hmm. difficulty. One other tip, I guess, I don't know what to call it, (laughs) um, about overcoming like um, consistency, lack of consistency, I should say, is one thing that we did in our past house. Um, it's a little different now that we're in a trailer, but we literally printed out our family goals or our family vision, the things that we wanted our family to be known for. And we, like, it was huge. What was it like? Four it like, by six? Yeah, three, three by four or something. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, the, I mean, some of the friends of ours called it the family constitution, you know, yeah. but I don't remember what we called ours. We still have it and we're going to put it up in our new house, but it's, it was our traits, our mission that we had for our family and it was on the wall. Yeah. And so it was a daily reminder to yeah. us. We even had our kids like read it with us, some meals, you know, and just talked about it. It was a great conversation starter. So that was really helpful for us to have it in the forefront. Maybe it's in your, you know, planner. Maybe it's a three by five card on your kitchen window, whatever it is. Or maybe it's, we used to do, um, date nights in, which we're going to talk about in an upcoming podcast. And, um, we kind of just would go through those again. We'd be like, Hey, where are we at? You know, let's give, let's give some attention to this. So yeah. Okay. We have two more challenges. Um, do you want to tackle the next one? Yeah. So the next challenge is, submission to scripture. And 
I think it is easy in our world today, you know, depending on what kind of circle you walk in, to get kind of hung up in a in a Christian like conservative culture and get hung up by politics, pragmatism, prosperity, all these kind of like little sidetracking things where it's good mm-hmm. it's good to be involved in pod- politics. It's good to not cause your brother and sister to stumble. It is good to work hard and be wise, and the Lord may bless you in that. But getting distracted by those things and holding those up is like the focus of your family's culture. Like I, I feel like we've seen this go sideways. Where if you are like, example, you're a business owner and you also work another job, and you know, mom does something else on the side and you're just like hustling to make the next dollar, then it, it maybe the Lord is blessing you. That's good. But if you allow that to become your family culture, then it's really sidetracking you from the word. Or if you do that with politics, that can happen too, where you just become such a conservative zealot that you forget the, the truth of scripture and living for the Lord. And then all of a sudden I heard somebody say, right, raise Christian children, not just good Republicans. Like, <laughs> don't don't be distracted by that because that can really be uh, not the direction that you f- should be focusing on with your family. Yeah, and these distractions kind of make you um, become a self instead of a family, right? Like, you are maybe walking this race by yourself instead of teaching and including your family in these things. Um, and that is like a pull. Like, the culture tries to pull you away from the family, the very individualism. So, you know, staying connected and, and will help with your family culture. All right, last um, challenge is knowing that plans change and walking with open hands to the Lord's leading. Um, understanding that your identity and is first and foremost in Christ, and you are seeking to walk in that. And if you feel you have a vision, but the doors are just not opening, learn something different in that season to trust on the Lord and let him lead. Remembering that your family culture, as long as it is um, rooted in Christ, can look different for each family. Clearly ours looks incredibly different right now. Living in a trailer, being dependent, not on ourselves, but on generosity of others has given us an opportunity to kind of do a new season of family culture in our life. We can't, you know, get out in the backyard and work the garden. We don't have a garden. We don't even have a backyard. So, you know, we can't allow that to be what we put all of our eggs in one basket to have our family vision be that. We also fall victim to being like, oh, well, one day when we get here, we're going to do this. No, no, no. Don't live in the one day. As Mm -hmm. James says, you might not even have tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. Like take today, live in today, find what works for today. Yeah. So build a culture that centers around the Lord and his character. Make sure that your family's vision is in line with that identity. And Make sure that your day-by-day actions, everything that you do, match and work towards and in alignment with your vision. And revisit it often Mm -hmm. before the Lord and revisit often with your spouse and with your whole family. So we hope that's encouraging to you. You can follow me at Lead Your Family, Marissa at Raising Rices. Comment on this 
a video or a podcast. And we would love to hear from you on any of those platforms. Yeah. Thanks for liking and subscribing and sharing because it really helps um, us and this ministry. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.